Hello, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Tips. Guys, I'm excited. I met this gentleman on LinkedIn. As you see, I have a lot of success meeting amazing, successful people on LinkedIn. So I spoke to him over the phone. I love what he got going on. And I'm like, I got to bring this guy in. He got to talk to you guys. So Damon, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Thank you for having me today. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate that, brother. So to get the ball rolling, what I like to do is you tell the people, who is Damon? Great. Well, my name is Damon Lemby. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area in a town called Sausalito. And um, I'm the CEO of Learn It, which is a corporate training company, um, mm -hmm. all B2B. And we work with customers to upskill managers and, and individual contributors and everything from how to be a new manager or how to even use Microsoft Excel. <clears throat> and I recently as you could kind of see from behind me, I uh, wrote and published a book that was released uh, April 18th, thank you, uh, called The Learn It All Leader, Mindset, Tools, and Traits. So I that's that's me in a, in a nutshell. Ooh, I like that. So let's go back a little bit, right? San Francisco, talking about Silicon Valley, and you live right outside in a beautiful little town. I've heard of that town. So that's thank pretty you. awesome. How'd you get started, right? Because you didn't start in San Francisco, did you? <laughs> No. So how I got started at Learn It is growing up, my dream was to be a professional baseball player. And uh -huh. um, I played all the sports through high school. I was fortunate enough after my senior year in high school to get drafted by the Atlanta Braves. Nice. And um, I had a choice. Do I want to go to college or do I want to play uh, minor league baseball? Um, I decided to go to Pepperdine. And uh, that didn't work out, but I ended up trans transitioning over to Arizona State. Um, and I was still had a great career there. And I was hoping to be a professional baseball player after mm -hmm. my college career. Turned out that didn't work out. So here I was uh, after spending 22 years of my life figuring out what am I going to do next and um, with no real work skills. And I was fortunate to come from a family that had multiple businesses, including mm. real estate and hotels. And one of the businesses that was just starting off was Learn It, um, which my dad uh, started. And wow. so, and that was uh, June of 1995. And I started off as the receptionist there. And here we are. I mean, uh, June 5th is, will be our 20th anniversary. So oh I guess uh, Monday. So it's great to be talking to you today about it. Congratulations. <laughs> crazy. That is crazy because you think about it, right? Um, you had no, like, that wasn't part of another plan because you wanted to be a baseball player. And then you end up studying as a receptionist in the company and now you run it 20 plus years later. I'm curious, 28 years, a lot of business don't even last three. <laughs> so, what, what's that secret sauce to you guys' success, man? I would say first and foremost, <clears throat> never in my wildest dreams did I think did I think I would be in corporate training. You know, mm -hmm. um, like we said, I just put all my eggs in one basket for for sports. Yeah. That didn't work out, and then I I had a pivot and transition. And what I would say our secret sauce is for success is that I've been I, I believe a leader is only as good really as the people they surround themselves with. Mm -hmm. And I've been incredibly fortunate and grateful to have been able to hire and retain phenomenal talent over the years. Mm. 
And, <laughs> and it takes, a, you know, as you small business owners know out there, uh, it takes a lot of courage and resilience, I, I think, too. Uh, running a small business is hard. Yeah. Everything from, you know, managing people. We have about 50 to 60 full uh, employees, part-time and full-time. Mm. And, you know, there's been plenty of those nights over the years where you're trying to figure out how are you going to make payroll next week? Um, yes. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about that because you, you gotta think about it, right? Um, a lot of people may see entrepreneurship as being sexy, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's the sexiest thing. Oh, I want an entrepreneur, but they don't understand like what it takes to actually run business. Um, you know, those sleepless nights thinking about okay, how I'm gonna pay payroll for these people. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't get enough sales. Now I'm curious throughout your journey, because been in business for a long time. What was that process like? How did you keep to have that positive mindset? Because, you know, there's the good and there's like the bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. <clears throat> We've been through pretty much at least three recessions. You know, the first one was uh, the dot-com um, mm. boom and bust. Yeah. And then there was the great recession of 2008, 2009. Yeah. Uh, and then again, we, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic was really, really scary. And, uh, and we may be heading in quite honestly, you know, as we all know, into another one another coming one. up. Yeah. <laughs> so what really is we've been able to do is really learn um, through how we did things differently. You know, the first time in back in 2001, I was really fortunate that I had family support mm -hmm. uh, where if I had to at that time I had to borrow money to, to cover payroll. Um, yeah. and it was really tough turning to my dad and grandfather asking for that, but we got through it, was able to pay him back. And then we learned for the future when things started to turn in 2008, mm -hmm. we made some tough decisions hiring. I mean, excuse me. You know, we looked at, uh, what happened before and we, instead of, uh, we had to make, uh, layoffs, and instead of doing it band-aid, one person here, one person there, yeah. we figured out what's it going to take to ride through the storm. And we made those tough decisions. You know, we let go about 25% of our staff. Wow. I handled it, you know, my individually. Yeah. Um, it was incredibly hard, but um, then turned to the rest of the team and said, hey, you know, I'm confident we made the decision. We made the tough choices we had to we're going to be fine. You know, we put ourselves in a position to be fine moving forward. And that was a big one. And also for you business owners out there, please be smart with your accounts receivable. You know, mm. uh, it got burnt in the, in the first one, extending credit, you know, yeah. people owed us money. Um, and then companies went out of business or didn't pay, you know, that was another way we made through it the next time was we just realized that we we couldn't let accounts receivables get out of uh that is out of hand. That is a big gem. A lot of us don't think about that, but when situation like this happen, we don't have control over it. So being mm -hmm. a great leader, um, as you were and be able to really help Thanks. them navigate the storm by thinking ahead, <laughs> right? So which takes me to my next question to you is the book that you have, right? The book around learning all leader, like yeah. how did that come about? Like what made you say, you know what? I need to write this book. It's so what really inspired me to write the book was I feel like 
one, I've been, you know, been at this for 28 plus years, 26 years when I started. And I, I, I feel like I've got a lot of great stories yeah. um, to share successes and failures. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I, I really like to, uh, to share and give back. And I'm, I'm hoping that others can, can learn from some of these stories and that, that I've had. And a lot of it is, uh, is around having the mindset of being a continuous learner and being mm -hmm. open uh, with a beginner's mind and, and how to overcome things like imposter syndrome. And mm -hmm. that, that was the main reason. The, uh, the second reason is that I, I wrote it also for my kids. I got two young ones. I got a five and a one-year-old. <laughs> and my father, who started to learn it, you know, passed away about 10 years ago. Not and familiar. he didn't they never had a chance to to meet him. And so this is an opportunity for them to learn about what a great leader he was and how he's had an impact on thousands of individuals. I mean, we've probably trained uh in, in all the different channels over a million people over wow. over the 28 years. So yeah, That's those amazing. are the those are the main reasons for for writing the book. No, I, I love it, I, and I'm curious, right? You mentioned something about imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs who's either coming into success or got very successful very quickly sometimes go through that process of imposter syndrome. What is maybe that one? You don't got to give us the whole book because we I want people to go and read this. What is that maybe one quick tip you can share? that can help people when it comes to, um, you know, overcoming the imposter syndrome. First of all, realize that everybody goes through it. You know, mm -hmm. everybody has imposter syndrome at some point in their career. And I would identify what the fear is, you know, that you're, you're, you're worried about. And um, I really, I would say uh, the one tip I would give is to, you know, really, Focus on what it is and work hard, work mm. hard, work through it, get repetitions in. For instance, yeah. if you're a, if you're in, if you're in sales and you're yeah. afraid to make calls, sit down and make the calls. It's get out of your comfort zone and, and, and make the, the, the calls that you need to do. And the other thing I would say, you know, is work hard, really focusing on what, what you're, you're worried about or feel like you don't belong with. And then don't don't take yourself too seriously and learn mm. learn through the process at the end of the day those are those are really um what i would say to do as far as imposter syndrome i love it i love it definitely think i think um that's something that a lot of you know entrepreneurs struggle with which takes me to my next question right um you guys had an organization with 50 60 people and you said you, you had to hire right how do you go about hiring the right people because that's something a lot of people struggle with. You know, what's your process when it comes to hiring? I think hiring great talent is very difficult, very mm -hmm. difficult. And, and there is some definitely some trial and error that goes along with it. But um, we use, and I talk about this in my book, but it's essentially, it's a 3F uh, formula. One is, you know, find great people, figure out their strengths and, and, and focus on uh, those strengths. But the beginning part, yeah, to to find great people, I I think that recruiting should never end. So it should be an ongoing process. Even if you don't have open positions, yeah. you should continuously be out there networking with people, getting to under you know getting to meet people, 
And then if, uh, if you come across somebody who's phenomenal, mm -hmm. you should figure out how to carve out budget to, to bring them on board. Um, because if you just wait to having vacancies in, in positions, yeah. then you're, you know, you're kind of reactive and, you know, it might sound harsh, but sometimes it's also, I guess there's a term out there that I really like, it's called top grading, where sometimes if, if you have people in a, in a role and they're not living up or not the caliber of the type of people that you think is going to take your organization to the next level is it, you know, it's hard, but sometimes you have to replace them with, with better talent. One area that Learnit's been really strong at is internal referrals. And hmm. those are either people who work for Learnit or part of the Learnit community uh, mm -hmm. alumni. And I say this because these people are all familiar with Learnit, what our core values are, and what type of person succeeds at Learnit. Yeah. So these internal referrals. Typically, people aren't going to refer people to come work at Learn It unless they feel like it would be a good fit for our culture. Wow, so that's, that's our that's our <laughs> secret sauce, I think, when it comes to finding great talent. Wow, I love it because you think about it, good people know good people. So <laughs> we don't think about that, but you're absolutely right. Being able to have an internal referral system save you a lot of time and able to build a stronger pipeline of people which takes me to my next question, right? Um, there's a difference when it comes to leading an organization with five people, 10 people, 50 people. Um, when you guys were growing, right, throughout the 20 years, what was the difference when you were leading an organization with just five people to now leading an organization with 50 people? The biggest difference is the need for processes. Okay clear communication and being able to trust the team members that you have, because as a small business owner, yeah. you're, when you have five people on your team, you know, you can do, you can pretty much jump in and do anything, you know, yeah. and, and, and five, 10 people. But when you have 30, 40, 50, a hundred, you need to have great people and you need to be able to trust them to do the mm -hmm. work. You know, you, you can't, I call it the hero syndrome. Hero <laughs> syndrome is you bring somebody in, you give them a job, and then you jump in and you do the work for them. You're, you're never going to be able to scale and grow, grow that way. So you need to be able to trust. You need to be able to create a clear vision mm. and for the roles and responsibilities, and then trust your team members that they're able to do the work and realize they will make mistakes. Mm. And and sometimes it's it's good to even celebrate those mistakes as learning opportunities, okay. um, because if people if you're hiring people to do the, do this work, and they don't feel the psychological safety of being able to make mistakes, or that they'll get in trouble, you know, and they're just on a railroad track, yeah. you're never going to grow and evolve. You need people to want to go out and take chances and and make mistakes and learn from them and develop and grow. So to me, that's the biggest difference. And it's also, uh, it really motivates your team members to feel like they have some autonomy in yeah. what they're doing. Wow. that's I've never heard that before. Celebrating the mistakes that people do. How, how did you guys celebrate some of the mistakes that some of your people did in the beginning? Well, you know, in, in celebrating mistakes, one I mean, maybe that's 
that's going a little too far, but it's just like them not being afraid to, to admit they made the mistakes and kind of laughing about it and joking about it. Uh, um, I'll give you an example. A very recent example is that um, our media team, you know, it was actually uh, uh, an event that we did and a, a situation came up where it was all recorded and then the recording didn't go well. And um, just from a technical standpoint, yeah. And it was a it was a big event, and the gentleman on our media team reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know what, Damon? I messed up. It was my mistake. You know yeah. what? And uh, I'm going to find a way to fix it." Now, if you were if it was an environment where I was a CEO or a manager leader, and they they felt like they couldn't come to me and and share the mistakes they made, that they might say oh it was not my fault it was somebody else's fault mm. but they i was happy that they felt comfortable enough to be able to come to me and say hey i'm owning this yeah um, and which i super appreciated and you know what they found a workaround solution and um so maybe it wasn't celebrating mistake it was celebrating how we were able to to overcome the mistake that yeah that happened uh, and I love the fact that they took responsibility because that that's a big uh, reflection on, on the overall organization, right? Somebody that, hey, you know, I screwed up, but able to recognize that they're screwed up and willing to share it with you. Um, I think that's that's huge. Which takes me to my next questions, right? In the book, um, if somebody wants to 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 get the book, where can they get it? Because I mean, I think this is a book that everybody, every entrepreneurship should, every entrepreneur should be reading this. Um, well, thank you. I mean, you can get it. You can get it on uh, Amazon, um, yeah. Barnes and Noble. You know, all the all the all the regular all the regular places. And so, if you watch this show and you buy it, send me the receipt, and I'll send you a free Learn It class. Ah, guys, you I hear mean that? It. Do you it, hear yeah. That? <laughs> Absolutely. You know. Um, that's something I'd be more than happy to do. No, I love it. That's fantastic. So to kind of wrap things up, right? What is that small biz tips you would share with any entrepreneurs who's growing their business, taking it to the next level? Um, now they have an organization. They want to, you know, build out a team. What was that tip you would share with them to help them? If I had to boil it down to one tip, it would be lead by example in your organization. Uh, you know, as a small business owner, as yeah. we discussed in the beginning, a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs and are business owners. Well, you know, you got to you got to walk the walk. You know, it's not just talking, it's doing. Lead yeah. by example, roll up your sleeves and don't be afraid to to lead from the front and show your team that you're in it with them. So that's really important. And stay positive. And, and don't worry about the imposter syndrome. You can do it. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wrote this book. Somebody like me with no work skills going into it, I was able to I was able to ac accomplish what we've been able to with the support. And if I can do it, you know, you yeah. can do it too if you put in the hard work and stay positive. That's amazing. How do people get in touch with you, man? <laughs> I say, if you want to get in touch with me, um, Damon Lemby on LinkedIn is probably the best. Cool. Uh, and you could also reach out through Learn It or find me on my company is learnit.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you, you'll see all the classes we do and you could reach out through the customer form there or, you know, find me on Twitter. But LinkedIn's probably the best. Fantastic. Guys, check out the book, 
learn it all leader. Reach out to Damon. He is amazing, as you can see. And thank you again for jumping on. I really appreciate this. Have a good one. Thank you for all you do and keep up the good work. Thank you.